0: Is it better than Smooth by Santana? Is it better than the 1999 hit? Is it
1: better than the multiple Grammy Award winning
0: Smooth by Santana?
2: Featuring Rob Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana, the world's first and only musical comedy game show where there are no winners, no losers, just Smooth by Santana. It's a very, very, very special day today because we have a versus episode, and not just any versus episode. It is it is a heavyweight against another heavyweight. We have the episode, the first ever guest on Isabella's Movie by Santana, and the second ever guest on Isabella's Movie by Santana. Combined five appearances. It is Trey Pettijohn and Nick Bellingham. How are you guys doing today?
1: I'm not fat. I'm not a heavyweight.
2: You know, you can take it any way you would like.
1: Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs>
2: I'm doing pretty good. That's good. You're not offended by me calling you a heavyweight, are you? Not at all. Oh, okay. That's something then. So (laughs) you guys have been on the show several times. And, um, I think the biggest reason we all know you're here today is because there's been some beef in the past, like day one beef on this show and it's finally time to address it. So would any of you like to kind of explain what that might be?
3: I'll go. So, you know, I, uh, Out of the kindness of my heart, decided to help my friend Alex out uh, with this here podcast. Um, Decided to come and check some songs out, see if they were better or worse than Smooth. I thought I did a decent job, um, but I seem to be the only person who thought that. And Trey was one of of the people who uh, really let me know that I did not do a good job on that first episode. So that's kind of how this all started. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. Trey, what do you
1: think? Yeah, we should add um, an addendum to that. That My vocalization of that was extraordinarily public, <laughs> which I think started half of the drama with this. <laughs> um, but also, uh, yeah, so like I think that, that really kind of kicked off this quote-unquote rivalry, but most people, if y'all don't know, I just really enjoy picking on Nick, even whenever I see him in person. There's There's several things that I do to him that... Uh, He doesn't enjoy at least whenever I greet him like uh, and scare him with uh, fake fish and things like that. Um, So yeah, it's, it's really just, I just see this as an opportunity to yell at him for fun. So (laughs) I'm excited about it. And um, I guess another thing is that you
2: guys were in the infant days of this podcast. So this is episode 64, I believe we've been going for quite a while now. Uh, We currently have over 2000 views across all episodes what are, how does it feel to be so early in the podcast
1: like lifespan? And not only that, how much has it changed? Do you believe? Um, I like the fact that you started putting in like silly gimmicks, like the uh, the Weezer alert. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it started to you know evolve and have these really bizarre segments and stuff. I mean, it was already a, I thought it was already a pretty strong concept for a show in the beginning, but to to see that it's morphing into. Uh, Something even more absurd than it started with uh, now potentially going into more of these versus episodes, you know, like you're keeping it fresh, Alex, you're keeping it fresh. I appreciate it. Yeah,
3: I uh, I think the show speaks for itself. You managed to keep it going for more than a year, which is pretty impressive. So the fact that you had a birthday episode for yourself is also uh, pretty impressive. So I think uh, if you can do that in your own show and somehow make it work, I think I think it's pretty successful.
2: (laughs) I think you can only make it work in your own show because you can't just wait for someone to make a birthday episode for you. You got to take it upon yourself. I mean, what am I going to do, make birthday episodes for other people? No, it's my show.
1: True, true. I'm still yeah. waiting for you to sell the idea to MTV so you could just work for them for the rest of your life because <laughs> I could actually see this being in a TV format. I can imagine it. So
2: let's go over uh, the show as if you guys don't already know. Well, in 2020, scientists have discovered that Smooth by Santana is the exact middle point of all music. With them, my guests will listen to every song that's ever been made and decide whether or not the song is better or worse than a Latin alternative rock classic. Eventually, by the end of the show's run, all music is entirely will be classified into two categories. Here are the rules. I'll go through eight different songs from eight different genres by eight different artists. After listening to each one of the songs, it is up to the guests to decide whether or not the song is better or worse than "Smooth" by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. If the song is better, the guests will say, man, it's a hot one. If the song is worse, the guest will say, forget about it. One of those options must be chosen by the guest, but they're able to elaborate if they please by choosing a soft or hard option. For example, they say that's a hard hot one if it's much better, or a soft forget about it if it's slightly worse. The song will also be played for you at home, so feel free to play along and email me your opinions at, at outlook.com as to whether or not the songs are better or worse than me by Santana. That's it. Are we ready for song number one?
1: I am very ready. We are, guys, and we are definitely ready.
2: All right. Well, we're going to start off um, on a pretty, pretty important note, um, because it's actually the 500th song of Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana? I think I know where this is going. 500. So, Nick, you're there for song number one, and you're going to be here for song number 500.
3: It's an honor. I'm pleased to be here.
2: So, yes, 500 songs, halfway to a thousand, a lot further away from a million, but still pretty important. Um, So what better way to celebrate the 500 song is to have a song about the number 500. And there's only one I could really think of. And this is a 1988 folk rock song, and it is I'm going to be 500 Miles by the Proclaimers. that was song number one the 500th song of Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana, song number 500 it was I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles by The Proclaimers The Proclaimers are a Celtic music duo from Fife, Scotland The song is arguably the most popular topping the charts in three countries and reaching number three on the Billboard Hot 100 chart The song comes from the group's second studio album Sunshine On Leap which sold over 2 million albums worldwide So Nick and Trey, is it better than Smooth by Santana?
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a medium hot one. Why is that? Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) I'm waiting for you, son. (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, the reason I said medium um hot one is because I really like this song I think that I feel like you know you always start with one and end with one that the people know right and so I think plenty of people have heard this song uh, one way or another whether it was in a movie they watched or you know was just being obnoxious in a long car. Ride and put it on, um, but I—I I don't know. I mean, like from the beginning, I like—I like the way the guitar sounds. Um, I like it is very simple, um, but I think the harmonies are good. I think, um, albeit like I said, simple. I think the chord progression is good. Um, the only, the only reason I didn't say it was like the strongest hot one, you know, or somewhere in that category is because it does get pretty repetitive after a while. Um, they kind of just keep going, but, um, yeah. And it's kind of hard to hear, but in the chorus, after a while, they start having uh, an organ that goes and it sounds like the organ they play at baseball games. And I just really thought that was funny. So I, uh, <laughs> I liked that a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, smooth is a good song, but I, I, I like this. One. I like this one, especially if you can have an accent that strong while singing, I think kudos to you. That's impressive. So
1: that's very all nice. I have to say. Dre, yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, I don't know if I would put it in the the, the mid hot ones. I would maybe like put it a hair under that, but um, yeah, I've heard this song about five hundred times before. <laughs> I'm very familiar with this song, so um, yeah, <clears throat> I think for me it's like um, so there's there's ordering pepperoni pizza to eat at the house. And then there's going out with the family to Mr. Gaddy's to go eat pizza. And I feel like this song is like that. (laughs) It's, it's, it's actually kind of timeless because um, I I think with like the, the, the the chord progression and the melody, it almost doesn't, it like, it doesn't really date itself. You know, the only, the only thing that says that it's from the eighties is that digital organ that's, you know, in the chorus, but it's so buried underneath the chorus that it's it's kind of hard to pick up on unless you're like really listening to it and so the rest of the song like um i I think in terms of like the instrumentation of the rhythms you hear a lot of similar qualities uh to groups like um uh uh maybe like there's there is sort of like a weird blues traveler quality to it or um uh bare naked ladies kind of quality so it it does lend itself to that era a little bit But it's still somehow uh, uh, far away enough from, you know, like those particular groups to where it sounds like, well, it could have been, you know, like a a simple radio hit in the 2000s or even recently, like in the 2010s, whenever the sort of folk uh, genre really kind of started to come back. So, um, yeah, I like it just because it's flexible. It's fun. It's not depressing. Um, it is simple, but also the melody and the rhythm of the melody is enough to not sound generic. So, yeah, I, w- I would say a pretty, pretty good little hot one. You did good, Nick. Thanks, Trey. Welcome.
2: <laughs> um, are you guys going to be honest and be like, the only reason you gave it a hot one is when they go, da-da-da. No.
3: da da da, no. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> i like how they scream when they go da da da
2: da. So <laughs>
3: maybe.
2: <amazing. laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my favorite part at least i just i love i love scottish people y'all gotta go look this up on youtube everybody who's listening uh, there's a scottish guy who tries to say purple burglar alarm and he can't do it and they're like why can't scottish people say purple burglar alarm and he just keeps stumbling wonderful anyway i think i'm ready for the next song alex i don't know about you nick but (laughs) all right so song i'm ready (laughs) song number
2: one was a hot one Uh, no arguments just yet um and that was the 500 song so i hope you guys enjoyed it Uh, it's gonna be a while until we get to a thousand so buckle up uh song number two is a request from gracie thank you gracie for the request it's a 2019 indie pop song and it is backseat by charlie adams number two that was a request from gracie thank you gracie that was backseat by charlie adams charlie adams is a singer-songwriter based in nashville tennessee originally from alabama adams has written for numerous artists including indie pop rock group peach pit the song was released as a single in 2019 and she released her first full-length studio album bullseye in 2021 so nick and trey
1: trey and nick is it better than smooth by santana we might have to discuss this a little bit because I'm not sure. The entire time I was listening to the song, I was kind of like going back and forth a little bit between "hot one" and and uh, and forget about it. So, um, well, because first, <laughs> at first, I didn't think I was going to take the song seriously because it sounded so '80s. Immediately, what I saw inside of my head, which is not necessarily a bad vision, but what I saw was pamela anderson in a pepsi commercial flinging her hair out like out as like she's coming out of the beach right you know in the sunset so she's flinging her hair up and the hair's gone all back and there's water everywhere and then she like drinks the cold pepsi that's what the first part of the song sounded like to me um and then so i was like okay well this is just going to be like another rehash of of 80s sounds but then her voice came in and it it took me back because she has a really really beautiful voice and then the chorus came in and the chorus actually to me sounded very very full and the song had uh, you know sort of come into its own after that um you know like it was it was sort of floaty like it had a good vibe to it um it was something that you could relax to but afterwards like in between you know the like the verses and the choruses it kind of went from like you know the choruses were great and it just was sort of mediocre and then it got great and then whenever it got to the bridge right at the end I was expecting maybe a little bit more musical variation and I didn't quite get that so like I think it could be on either side of the spectrum um I don't know Nick what are your thoughts? I think those are some good points. Um, I agree with the
3: 80s vibe. I was picturing, I didn't picture Pamela Anderson, I pictured um whoever the guy is who writes the uh I Ain't Missing You At all. Since you big got that one. I was picturing that. And then um some Don Henley, um, whenever he went solo, like right at the beginning. Some of that 80s um like boys got of summer that. yes yes thank you boys of summer vibe and then like you said she started singing and i was like oh okay <laughs> this is different <laughs> but um i agree she has a very good voice um i i like the the it had kind of like a a um walk up in the pre-chorus that i appreciated a lot and into kind of like a um it just kind of picked up the tempo and then, uh, well not actually tempo, but like the, the overall like feeling, um, and chorus I thought was good too. Um, she had some well-placed, I think like vocal breaks, um, and, you know, like kind of like voice crack type things. Um, I agree also, I think with, I wasn't very, Impressed by the uh, after the second chorus, it was kind of just like okay, <laughs> you know, there, there wasn't anything super interesting there. Um, if
0: that, if I, I
3: yeah yeah for sure it was even longer than the last song, which I felt like was kind of dragging on a little bit. Um, so I still think I would put it on the hot one side, but maybe not as high as the last song. Maybe just like
1: a soft. Hot one. It's a it's a spoonful of hot. hot I think. Yes. Agree with that. It's just.
2: Yeah.
3: Still still hot enough to where you have to blow on it before you try to you know. All
2: right. So we have an agreement there. I guess. All right. Very cool. Do you guys plan to listen to any more Charlie Adams after this episode?
1: Eh. I don't
3: know. I might. I might.
1: Yeah. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of depends. I don't know. I, I've been, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of higher energy stuff recently. So, um, yeah, well, as I always do, that's just kind of my, my bread and butter is just stuff that's loud and zooty. So, mm. well, you that's might, you might take a liking
2: to the next song then because the next song song number three is a 2021 underground hip hop song. And it is underground sound by Joey Fallon's
0: don't put that on the put the do
2: Coat, but I'm new like Mountain Dew, what's new? Stay trippin' like Fiji, overalls, one shoulder, BDG Used to get clowned in school for my last name Had dummies calling me Luigi Don't test me, you don't want smoke I'll lock you up and send the door like a knock-knock joke That was song number three, a 2021 underground hip hop song. That was Underground Sound by Joey Fallance. Joey Fallance is a hip hop artist from central Pennsylvania, a recent graduate from Penn State. Fallence has grown a large following online for his videos on Instagram and TikTok. As you can tell, Fallence's sound is heavily influenced by 80s and 90s hip hop acts such as the Beastie Boys. I mean, I didn't need to tell you that though. <laughs> so, Nick and Trey and Trey and Nick, is it better than Smooth by Santana? <laughs> Um, I feel like
3: I, I currently feel like Trey did in the last song. I feel like I'm kind of back and forth between better or worse. Um, forget about it and hot one. Um, I yeah, I mean, I scrolled down to the related artist and Beastie Boys were the first one on there, so um, <laughs> it. There were just so many quotable lines in the song. I only wear shorts without pockets. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. And, uh, he like he said something about I only run marathons with flip flops and something like that. Um, <laughs> there was something about Mountain Dew. Um, he even he even there was a shout out to the Beastie Boys in it, and like it was just. I feel like that was its goal the song was to give a shout out to the Beastie boys and i think it did that well so um yeah trey i would like to hear what you have to think
1: uh, i'm gonna put it in the hot one category um <laughs> uh although i do have a couple of critiques with it i would put it in a middle hot one um because so like this this genre of music i really do like it a lot in my opinion the people who do it the best uh, it's, it's the, uh, the herbalizer. If y'all ever heard of the herbalizer, they're from the UK. Um, but like that sort of underground sound, uh, uh, I, I think they, they do it better than anybody else. And the jazz flute in there is, is usually a typical, that's like a typical sound that you would hear in that kind of hip hop, because like most, most producers who produce that kind of music, they'll rip from like old jazz records. And for some reason, like the, the sort of spy sound that comes from the sixties, like they 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 just kind of gravitate towards that area of music or that genre you know like you don't really hear anything from a 20s which i don't know if you could really do underground hip-hop with you know ragtime piano that would just be kind of weird this might be something to try but um so you could tell that they're trying to replicate that sound right you know you talked about the beastie boys i especially like the vocals because like it didn't hook me until the vocals came in because to me, this sounds like what Rage Against the Machine would be if Rage Against the Machine was a hip hop group. Like the guy sounds exactly like the single from Rage Against the Machine, but the attempt with the jazz flute, it was. Well, first off, it was too prominent. Um, and second off, what makes it sound good in a lot of the other like sort of underground hip hop records is the fact that it's it's kind of like covered by that sort of dusty, warm vinyl noise. And so like, in this, it was almost too prominent. They need to back off with it. If it's going to be something that just loops over and over and over again like that, in my opinion. Uh, Cause yeah, those lyrics are where it's at. <laughs> and I want to be focusing on that and not so much this doodle loop that's supposed to be going on underneath it. So, but I would still say it's a hot one. Cause I think it's a fun song. Yeah,
3: I think, I think I'm okay with going hot one on this. And it's a
2: hot one. All right. So we got a hot one. Um, so as we talked about, you know, it sounds very, very similar to the beastie boys. Um, do you think that could be a detriment sounding as so similar to one artist where it doesn't feel like you may be adding your own spin to anything? Do you feel like that may um, hurt some credibility there
1: for the artist? Uh, maybe, I don't think they like, I mean, it's obvious that they have influence from the beastie boys, but they don't sound exactly like the beastie boys. Like, uh, the people who do that the worst, are easily Greta Van Fleet, where that's detrimental. Like they, Ooh, that may be a controversial uh, opinion because they're yeah, pretty popular. Yeah. They're good and they sound great. But whenever they first came out, they sounded so much like Led Zeppelin that it was almost indistinguishable. And I think that level of imitation is a problem. Um, and I, I guess they kind of came into their own sound a little bit later. Uh, they're not. I don't know if they're rocking as hard as they they used to, but. Um, I, I think for them, these guys, uh, Joey Valence, and it looks like there's somebody else who, who may have worked on it with them. I, th- I think they could get away with it, you know, cause it's still, it's not exactly, the Beastie Boys sound a heck of a lot cheesier than this, if we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> like their best song was Sabotage, Brass Monkey and all that other stuff, like it's okay, but like Sabotage, I think, was their only like great wow. hit that's worth of listening to over and over again. The rest of it's just funny. This song is like good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: what do you think nick you think you agree
3: yeah i mean i'd be interested to see what other things joey Valance has um, before i make an official opinion on that because if every song that he has sounds exactly like that or similar enough i think they would be a little too much like the beastie voice for me to be interested, but I think to have a song like that and then, you know, change it up a little bit, uh, still with the same kind of influences obviously, but you know, I think if it, if they managed to do that enough, I would, I would stay interested.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, if you guys, uh, enjoy that song, go check out Joey Vouts. He just has an EP called the underground sound that released uh, a couple of weeks ago. So go check that out. If you are interested, we're going to move on to song number four. We're getting close to the halfway point of this episode. And this is a 2013 modern country song. And this is Sorority Girl by Luke Bryan.
0: You like to raise a little hell You got your year-round tan. You're on the five-year plane You shake your little palm, palm Up in the stands My, my, my little 80-pie Capital, Delta, tri Delta she looks so fine Ooh, don't know what I'm gonna do Around them Zetas, Zetas, Kyles and little 5 years.
2: Right. That was song number four. That was a 2013 modern country song. That was Sorority Girl by Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan is a country artist from Leesburg, Georgia. Bryan currently has seven studio albums, with his most recent being released in 2020. The song comes from his first compilation album, Spring Break Here at a Party, which reached number one on the US Billboard Albums Chart. So, congratulations, Luke Bryan. So, Trey and Nick,
1: Nick and Trey, is it better than Smooth by Santana? No. No, just no, 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 I couldn't even get fit. I couldn't finish the rest of this. And here's here's my reason why. So there was a <clears throat> there was a country uh, artist that I heard once. Uh, his name was uh, Junior Brown. And he he always talks about how country nowadays is a parody of what country used to be. And now the parody has become the normal. And with the case of somebody like Luke Bryant, that is, I, I think you could if if he, he didn't have the country twang in his voice, you could easily mistake this for a fastball song in 1998. This is not country. This is 90s radio pop with some dude who claims to be a cowboy who's never stepped in cow crap a day in his life. This is not good. No, this this has nothing to do with country. Forget about it. No. Nick? (laughs) Um,
3: I'm just going to go ahead and say, um, forget about it. I, I don't know what his goal with the song was, if he was making fun of sorority girls, or if he was trying to get every sorority girl simultaneously to like this one song. Because I, I just... I don't know. I feel like he managed to say all of the different sororities in the chorus, every single one of them. I don't, you know, he got all of them in there. And so I don't know if like,
1: I'm glad you got that far.
3: <laughs> Trey, Trey obviously didn't make it that far in the song. Um, but yeah, he managed to say all of them. So I, I'm just picturing myself, you know, if I was a sorority girl and I was listening to this song, would I feel like he was singing to me, you know, or would I feel like, Well, this song is literally just a catch-all and uh, kind of done. So I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I don't know other Luke Bryan songs as well. So it's hard for me to say that all of his music is of the same caliber, but I don't really like this song.
1: I was like, I want to sack him in his head for the album cover. I don't know why, but like, I'm looking at a picture of him and he's sitting there flexing his bicep in a yellow Bronco like he's some tough man, but like, I'm sorry, this is not country. This is not country. And you're just, oh my gosh, he's just playing up an image. I hate, I hate, this is what we call hop. This is not country, this is hop. Don't call it country.
2: So, do you think uh, the average sorority girl would like this song, or you think, like Nick said, they would believe he's just pandering
1: to him? Oh, pro- probably, you know, because there's some stereotypes over here. I'm going to get a lot of people hate me anyway, especially in Texas. Good God, they eat this stuff up over here. You know, I'm not <laughs> in the wrong state. I should have stayed in the Bayou. But, um, <laughs> Probably so, because I can imagine some fratty guy who's trying to, you know, play up his masculinity, albeit there are some nice frat guys. I've met a couple, but like, I can imagine that happening. They're going to tailgate and, you know, they're like about to go to an LSU or UT game or something like that. And this is with blaring and they're all happy about it. You know, yeah. This is probably F it probably effort? I don't know. Yeah. They'll probably like it. I don't care at this point. Just get this out of my ears. Good <laughs> God.
2: Nick, can you agree to that?
3: Yeah. I mean, based on the amount of, of listens it has, the song has 9 million listens. So, 9, 9 million. million. Too many. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I assume people like it. But I am not one of those people.
2: Gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to move on to song number five. We're going a different direction, uh, genre wise. This song comes from the year 2006. It is a melodic hardcore song, and it is Under the Knife by Rise Against. right. That was song number five. That was a 2006 melodic hardcore song that was under the knife by rise against rise against is a punk and melodic hardcore group from Chicago, Illinois. The song comes from the group's fourth studio album titled the sufferer and the witness. The album charted in seven countries, including reaching number reaching number five in Canada and 10 in the United States. Since 2001, the group has released nine studio albums total with the most recent being released in 2021. So Trey and Nick, Nick and Trey, is it better than "Smooth" by
1: Santana? Nick,
3: ooh, I, I'm having trouble. I liked the way the song started. It started off on a good note. I, I was, I was digging it. I like the guy's voice. I like, um, I liked it up until the chorus. I felt like whatever chord they started the chorus with just completely changed my opinion about the song. I was not. It's it made it sound too happy after all the lyrics <laughs> and like uh, wake me up inside. This is uh, you know, you know whatever issue he's struggling with. And then the first note of the course is like, ah, you know, and I'm like, okay, hold on. (laughs) You're a little, you're a little too happy now. And then, and then it goes back, you know, and I'm like, okay, now I'm back into it. And then the course goes back and I'm like, okay, whatever. So, ah, I don't know. Um, I did enjoy the break after the second course. Uh, I thought they did a good job with that, but then it goes right back into the course. So I, i'm kind of leaning toward a soft forget about it at the moment but i will, I will hear
1: we might have a disagreement here for the first time <laughs> it was I'm, bound I, to happen I, I understand where you're coming from though um generally speaking i mean alex and you know my 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 leaning is almost always like if it's a rock song it's almost always going to be better than than smooth by santana so i kind of have a natural bias to that um so which i'm also fond of like you know the early 2000s you know this the sound of this checks out just because like you know i kind of grew up as a teenager in that time and really enjoyed like um uh I really enjoyed like Jimmy Eat World and some of those uh those sort of groups. Uh, the Offspring I think was my favorite punk rock band whenever I was listening to them. And so like this has a little bit of that vibe to it. Um I like the energy of the song. I I understand Nick where you're coming from with the chorus cuz you know they they basically go from like entirely minor and then all of a sudden they hit with a major chord and so it, you know it changes up. The only thing I really don't like about this song is like, like, so like old punk rock, like the Ramones and stuff like that, majority of that was actually parody. It was never like, I hate my mom and dad. And then like somehow whenever it got to the early 2000s and emo started coming into play, the punk rock sound turned into, I hate my mom and dad. Like it sounded just very bratty, which that is an aspect of this song that I generally don't like. Um, for me, the measure is if I'm on a road trip and I had to listen to a song that somebody else is gonna put on, if it was between whatever i just listened to and smooth by santana you know like regardless of whether i like the song or not which one would i prefer and in this case it would be it would be this one i would prefer to listen to this one so like yeah i love the energy of it i love the power but like i think better versions of that sound like two examples i could think of is um, let there be rock by acdc same energy not whiny and it's just a really kick butt song uh, and then also there's an instrumental called um, you kids by Paul Gilbert. And that just rips. And that's all it is. Like if the song just rips, then that's fine. I will say it's better than smooth by Santana, but you add the vocals and the, you know, the sadness on top of it and everything else. I'm like, okay, well you kind of ruined it a little bit, you know, like, okay, go make your skater video and tell your dad that he sucks.
2: So how are we going to decide this? You got to forget about it. And a hot one it's, who's going to fold here.
1: You want to fight, Nick? Yeah, I'll fight you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I still don't know if I would prefer this song over smooth. Um, I don't think it's the worst song ever. There were qualities
1: that I liked. I just. Yeah, I felt like this is a battle of soul versus technical power. That's the battle here between the two songs. (laughs) Mm, What does Nick prefer? Nick prefers, I don't really
3: know how much soul I would say is in smooth by Santana. I don't know if that's a controversial statement, <laughs> but but that's how I feel about that. Um,
1: okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure okay. out how to right Just so you can get on my side. <laughs>
3: um, I'll be able to sleep at night if it's a hot one. I'll say that. And it's a hot
1: one. You'll be right. you will be able to sleep, or you won't be. Able I will. To sleep. I will.
3: I'm not gonna die on the hill of that's Just, <laughs> i forget about it.
2: All right. So we're gonna go with a
1: hot one. Are we both okay with that? Unless Trey wants to yell at me for a second, he can go ahead. No, no. I mean. Uh, the only thing that makes me sad is that you sound very melancholy and just completely uncommitted to your answer. Like, okay, I don't want to get in an argument. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's a hot one just to get try to shut up.
2: <laughs> Nick, you're also uh, a nice call. guy, man. We got to take that okay. into account.
1: Let, let me ask you this, Nick. So, so out of the music that you listen to on a daily basis, what, what does this one sound like? out of the two? So between smooth it by Santana and this song, what does your daily playlist sound more like? Um, historically, the song that we just listened to. Okay. That is a hot
2: one.
3: We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how we're deciding it. Sounds good.
2: All right. So we got a hot one. Uh, we kind of agreed, I guess. I guess that's how that went. Uh, <laughs> so not too much of an argument there, but we do have three songs left. So something may come up. We'll see. Um, and song number six comes from 2017. It's a focal jazz track and it is yes. I'm ready by DD Dee Dee Bridgewater. was song number six that was a 2017 vocal jazz song that was yes i'm ready by Dee, Dee bridgewater Dee, Dee bridgewater is a jazz vocalist from flint michigan she's a three-time grammy award winner 1975 tony winner for best featured actress for her performance in the musical the whiz and is currently the united nations goodwill ambassador for food and agriculture organization so she is just knocking everything off of that list. <laughs> the song comes from a 2017 studio album, Memphis. Yes, I'm ready. It was a rid- The song itself was originally written and performed by Barbara Mason in 1965. So Nick and Trey, Trey and Nick, is it better than smooth by Santana?
1: So she's basically this award-winning St. Teresa of music, <laughs> some podunk idiot and Texas <laughs> is about to give her a forget about it. <laughs> Um, no i mean like uh, the the, the script is not to make you feel bad about your opinion i'm just saying (laughs) well i'm trying to figure out what the what comments i want to say because i had a couple of things the first thing that i thought of was immediately like I, i feel like i'm at some Oh, like I'm shopping at the discount Dillard's or brothers or something like that, listening to that. And I hate that there's, there's a term for that kind of music and it's called muzak I think you can go look it up muzak M M U Z A K. It's on Wikipedia. Uh, um, which is kind of an interesting uh, article about uh, like exactly what that is and where it comes from, but it's manufactured. I'm going to shut up now. Point being, Like this this sort of like um, soul music that has like a little bit of Mississippi Delta kind of vibe to it. It's it's a little bit closer to blues than jazz, in my opinion. I think a group that would do this a lot better is like the Tedeschi Trucks Band, because this to me, it sounds a little too empty and a little too slow. And the the instrumentals, like, I know it's supposed to be vocal jazz, but the instrumentals, I don't think, do anything to support, really, the vocal part, and it's just kind of isolated, and I don't know. Like, it's... Blech. All right.
3: Nick? <laughs> gave it a blech. Um, I... Actually, I was about to feel bad when you read that uh, bio and then Trey gave his opinion. Now I don't feel as bad. I'm also going to give it a forget about it. Um, I I thought about it. I don't typically listen to this kind of music. And so I was wondering, maybe it's just I'm naive and this is actually really good. I mean, I just don't know any better, but, <laughs> but maybe I do. I mean, there's um, always a chance. I, there's always a chance. <laughs> right, right. Who knows? Um, I just wasn't nothing in the song really impressed me or caught my ear or interested me enough to where I would want to go and listen to it again. Um, I think her resume is very impressive. Um, and so maybe I would Appreciate some of her other songs. I noticed a few of her other songs were, you know, had had some more views or listens on Spotify. So maybe I'll listen to some of those, but this particular one, I, I I'll probably forget about it.
2: Forget about it. All right. All right. Forget about
3: it. Yeah. I I think I agree on this one. I, I forget about this song
2: already. All right. So song number six is a forget about it. Uh, song number 7 song number 7 is usually the unique song because there's a lot of routes we can go with this we can sometimes go with a new song from an already popular artist celebrate an artist's birthday but today we're going to um, we're going to be celebrating a holiday a uh, national day in fact so this episode comes out on March 11th 311 so to celebrate uh, today we will be listening to the band 311, Uh, not really a national day by any means, more of a pseudo holiday of anything, but this will be the only time this show will probably be around where Friday will land on 311. So why not celebrate by listening to 90s uh, alternative group 311? So this song is titled Flowing. It is a 1999 alternative rock song by the band 311, which we'll listen to on 311. That was song number seven. That was flowing by 311. So happy 311 day, everyone. Uh, 311 is a rock group from Omaha, Nebraska. The song was the second single released on the group's fifth studio album, Sound System. The song itself reached number 17 on the Hot Modern Rock Tracks chart and was featured on the group's Greatest Hits album. So to celebrate 311 on 311, Naked Trey Trainick, is it better than Smooth by Santana?
1: I don't like the look on your face right now. For the Forget audience about it. over Zoom.
3: Forget about it. Ah no. <laughs> Forget about it. So right. the song started off and it sounded so cool. In the beginning, whatever little like thing they had was awesome. I was like, yes, here we go. And then, you know, it started, uh, the guitars came in it was pretty it was pretty uh i don't know grungy metal sounding um and then the vocals came in and it was like i don't know sounded like guys were like or maybe not i don't know like a a couple was walking through a park on a sunny day and there was a rainbow and birds chirping over the top of this intense guitar riff in the back and I just could not get over it. There were some interesting harmonies that I felt like kind of kept bringing it back to the sort of metal vibe but other than that it was kind of like a bouncing kind of like oh, Teletubbies so I don't know (laughs) I had to give it a forget about it but now I am ready to receive my roast from trey
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you just have bad taste no i'm kidding i'm kidding um you know, well, it's, it's kind of funny because the, everything that you said was was pretty much the exact reason why i would say it was good because you know admittedly This is a weird song for a lot of reasons. This is a, I didn't even expect 311 to sound like this. You know, like when you think 311, you think Amber, right? You know, whoa, Amber's a cover energy, that sort of stuff. So I was expecting more of a Scotch sound. This is sort of like a weird mutated version of Weezer mashed in with Alice in Chains, except Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day is the singer. That's kind of what it sounds like. So it's sort of like, um... It's like, it's almost like a, uh, like a coconut crab. Like you see it and you don't understand it whenever you first look at it, but you can't stop looking at it. And That's so an
2: interesting one. I haven't heard that one on the show. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Trey.
1: Yeah. So like, cause I mean, it's, it's, it's just kind of this strange animal. And but it's like, for me, at least, I would say it's a hot one because like, I do like the instrumentation and I do like the harmonies, but it is kind of put in this weird, like cacophony assembly in of, of a rock song that you just don't expect. And so like, I can appreciate that they're experimenting with it, but like, I know I would put it in the hot one because I want to sit down and listen to it and dissect it more because I'm just like, you know, most people would think the idea of what the hell is going on would be a bad reaction. But for <laughs> me, it's the exact opposite. I eat that kind of crap up all the time, you know, like, if you get me to raise an eyebrow, I'm going to just dive into whatever it is. So I think it's a hot one. Although I understand Nick's opinion <laughs> completely. Cause this is a weird song. So it's this, gonna so be a,
2: this is going to be a hard one. Cause you guys hate and love it for the same exact reasons.
3: <laughs> you know? yeah, we, have, we have,
2: yeah, we have opposite <laughs>
3: ends of the spectrum going. Hmm. I don't know if I'm really willing to budge on this one. Trey. I I don't know how to change your mind, but um,
1: I think me... I think what we're going to have to do is realize that intellectually, I'm a 95th percentile man, and I don't represent the general public. <laughs> uh, there it goes. The size of my ego is about the size mm-hmm. of Jupiter now. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually. That smart. Are <laughs> we <laughs>
2: going to try to do get a third party on this song
1: or? Yeah. No, I'm going to save you the time and say it's a forget about it. Cause I can guarantee you that any other person who's going to listen to this is not going to like it.
3: Or else forget about
1: it. I, right off the bat, I can tell you they're going to, they're going to, they're going to think it's too strange. Thank you, Trey. So you. I'll give it the forget about it. Cause this is, this is the general spectrum. This is not one <laughs> ding dong agent's opinion. Okay. So yeah. Objectively, on the scale, if we're doing the science, right? If, we're doing, on, if you know. we're doing the science, some people like the taste of licorice. Most people don't. <laughs> I like the taste of licorice. Right now. <laughs>
2: Man, you're killing with the analogies today, Trey.
1: <laughs>
3: He's on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> First, we got the coconut crab. Then we got the licorice.
3: Yeah, I just, just want to say things.
1: that
2: analogy was a hot one. That coconut <laughs> crab
1: analogy. Thank you. I probably shouldn't be an engineer. Maybe I should write for a living.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Trey, are you going to maybe hold that against Nick forever? That uh, you gave him, you know, that pass? Or No, this gonna... is this is
1: nothing like Tony Bennett. Mm. <laughs> he'll never let me live that one down <laughs> no, that was you i don't know what rock you ran into whenever you gave that opinion but that like that was just like, that wrong this i can forgive you for it, easily yeah.
3: well right. you, you and everyone else agree on that opinion
2: yeah but... <laughs> All right. Well, we had a little bit of a turbulence there, but we were able to get out on the other side with a forget about it. We only got yeah, one more. landing. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Ooh. I like that. So we got one more song left song number eight. And um, I forgot to say this earlier in the episode, but we begin it in each episode with a hit. Something that the people know, something that the people recognize when all of this is a hit, it's a request as well. A request. From our good friend and uh, singer of the theme song, Andrew Ferguson of The Late Nights and The Dwell, and of, of the solo artist known as Andrew Ferguson, that Andrew Ferguson, he requested a song just for you guys. So this song comes from 2003. It's an R&B rap song, and it is Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash and Frankie J.
0: Ultimate feeling, you got me lifted, feeling so gifted. Sugar, how you get so fly? Sugar, sugar, how you get so fly? Sugar, sugar,
2: how you get so fly? Sugar, sugar, you get so fly? You know it's better when we ride, we bring it raw high what we do watching screens getting high girl you keep it so fly with your sweet honey buns you was there with the money gone you be there when the
0: money comes off top i can't lie i love to get blown. with my little sugar i'm your little chulo and every time we kick it it's all to the groovy treat you like my sticky icky or my sweet ooey gooey well, no.
2: all right that was song number eight the final song of this episode a request by Andrew Ferguson, thank you, Andrew Ferguson. We love to have uh, your request on the show, and it was a 2003 R&B rap song. It was "Sugar Sugar" by Baby Bash and Frankie J. Baby Bash is a rapper and R&B artist from Houston, Texas. The song was the final single off of his third studio album. The song reached number one in New Zealand and number seven. On the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. So New Zealand just loves themselves some baby bash, I guess. So for the last time this episode, Nick and Trey, Trey and Nick, is it better than Smooth by Santana?
1: I'm having a hard time with this one. (laughs) I'm having a hard time with this one for the dumbest reasons. Uh, (laughs) it's kind of like dumb reasons, kind of like the last song. So, well, actually, no, I still maintain the last song was a good song. It just, it takes some time. Anyway, I digress. I'm not sure because in terms of musicality, this is very bland and generic. There's nothing special about it. It's very much of its time, you know, like the album date is 2003, if you couldn't tell by listening to it, then you were, you just didn't experience 2003. That, uh, but the thing was, it's like, so whenever I was listening to it, it was like, okay, this is just another you know, generic rap song. And then whenever the vocalist came in, like I, I thought he sounded kind of funny. Like, um, and the whole song reminded me of, uh, n- almost nobody's gonna know who this is, but you should go listen to him, Flint Flossy who is like this parody rapper and he has a production company called turquoise Jeep productions, which is responsible for hits like go grab my belt or let me smang it baby. Which is smash it and bang it and um, cavities, which is grotesque in every way, but they're funny songs. So like, I want to say it's a hot one because I would put it in the same category as like Sharon Macaron. Like it's because like, it's Sharon Macaron is, is objectively stupid, but it's one of those things that you listen to with your friends over and over again, just because it's like, it's just a joke to listen to it. And I, I get some enjoyment out of that. You know, um, if I listen to a song that's stupid because it's stupid with friends and we're laughing about it, then that's what makes it enjoyable. So, musically it's definitely a forget about it absolutely but in terms of resale value of laughs, <laughs> it's a hot one mm. so i'm gonna say it's a hot one i i side on the I, I i err on the side of pleasure for that all right interesting we got a hot
2: one there mr yeah. bellingham oh, i like get to forget day. about it forget about it all right, well, this I got to hear why. You got to explain okay. yourself.
3: Um, I think Trey's comments about the quality of the song, apart from the comedy, were all correct. I think that Ferg chose the song because he thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't know if I will ever listen to the song again. Um, the riff is is. Like, there's a little guitar going on in the background, and it's it's Snow by the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> for the first two, like, like, licks of it, and then turns into, I don't know, they're just, like, stopped. They, they were like, we don't want to get... Sued for copyright for playing the song. I don't honestly. When did Snow even come out? It might have been after 2003. Who knows? But um, then maybe the Red Hot Chili Peppers stole it. I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> that'd be it's a the same red, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> In that case, I have a lot more respect for the song. But I just there was nothing interesting about it. And kept doing the same thing over and over again
1: phone uh fred phone uh fred, <laughs> phone, uh, fred. Like, should we call ferg and <laughs> then
3: yeah,
1: you not try
2: let's get it. let's get his take on it all right so we're going to try to phone andrew ferguson if we can't get andrew ferguson we're gonna phone somebody else so we'll be right back little did we know ferg was unavailable so we called nathan fontenow Hi, uh, Nathan, you're live on Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana?
3: I can't hear anything you're saying. I'm at the Houston Rodeo.
2: Then never mind. I'll (laughs) talk to you later. So we couldn't reach Ferg or Nathan Fontenot because uh, no one believes this is an important show for some reason. Um, I guess they do not want to take part in science and the research behind finding the middle point of all music. I mean, our comparing songs to the middle point of all music. So Trey says he has an idea. I don't know what that may be, but Trey, you have
1: the floor. Okay, so this is about the most scientific thing that you could do. I have two fingers. One of them is, man, it's a hot one. The other one is forget about it. And I'm gonna smack my fingers as hard as I can on this counter in front of me on my desk. And whichever one of those two throbs the most, is where that song belongs. Are we ready? That's fair. All right. Yeah! Oh. Um.
2: Great podcast content. <laughs> I wish you could have seen it.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, it's
3: a forget about
1: it. My middle finger is throbbing way more than my index,
3: as it should.
1: Gosh. no.
2: It, podcast or audio. They could have seen that. <laughs> I guess they could have heard it. Well, you heard it here. It's a forget about it.
3: <laughs> you know what? I guess science to, does what science does.
1: Forget
2: about it. Science is mysterious. Sometimes you just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So,
3: there you go. That's uh, it.
2: <laughs> I guess. Thank you for sacrificing your body for science. Thank you. That sounds
1: Sad, but okay.
2: <laughs> all right. Those are all eight songs. We
1: got some hot ones. We
2: got some forget about it. Overall, how do you guys think you did?
1: Well, I had two disagreements. And so uh, I would say this this was a lot less violent than I was anticipating. I can totally agree with that. I thought
3: it was, even though this is over Zoom, I thought, you know, shoes would be flying. I thought uh, tables would be flipped. We I was expecting
2: at some match. point straight to just get in his car and go straight to Monroe and <laughs> you start playing that Luke
1: Bryant again. I might.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh All my right. God. Well, proud of you guys. Uh, Thanks. no, no, no friendships were ended today. So that's, that's good. Maybe next time you guys are on together. Um, so yeah, okay. All eight songs have been rated and I got some questions for you guys. So uh, first question is the same three questions I ask every guest who's on the show. Um, number one is what type of music are you currently listening to? What is on the rotation?
1: Nick, you want to go first? I'll go first. Um,
3: I have been listening to a lot of, Of the lo-fi and punch brothers which is an interesting combo but it seems like everybody's listening to punch brothers oh my gosh i don't know it's where it came
2: thing. from if you've been listening to the last couple episodes of my podcast everyone's been bringing up the punch brothers
3: yeah yeah, I listened to Ferg's, I listened to some other ones, and everybody's listening to Punch Brothers. I listened to them before. I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah, Mark LaBelle. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna go listen to Punch Brothers. And I, I liked it a lot. So i bit Mark to LaBelle
2: that. was responsible for that. Um
3: well I actually I, I texted Mark after the episode because the two episode or the two albums that he said were his favorite that he listened to on repeat, that uh, Punch Brothers, phosphorescent blues, and then whatever John Mayer album um i've i've been in mark's car with him listening to both of those albums before so (laughs) i thought that was pretty funny and i texted him about it but yeah so a lot of punch brothers a lot of lo-fi while i'm trying to study and mm, aaron recently got a dog and so whenever we're trying to get the dog to go to sleep or study and we'll put on lo-fi and she seems to enjoy that a lot
2: Mm. So lo-fi when you're studying, which is about 90% of the day, right? Yes. <laughs> Mostly lo-fi.
1: <laughs> Mostly lo-fi. Dre, what about yourself? I've I've been on the exact opposite end of lo-fi as of recently. So hi-fi? Uh, no, not hi-fi. Um <laughs> so that's what i thought yeah so no, no 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 so like i went to what might be my last mardi gras for a couple of years and so i've just been loaded up on new orleans louisiana everything so we're talking preservation hall jazz band that's been at the top of my list particularly their song mad they have that song i i could listen to it all day it's such a fun song um but then uh, also uh, Honda Wanda by the wild Magnolias, um, which is, uh, it's just a fun, funky song. Also <laughs> a lot of New Orleans bounce, big Frida, Sissy Noby, um, those guys. And then uh, every now and then I'll get the envies to to, uh, to go listen to uh, some music from, from my neck of the woods out in the Lafayette and Prairie Cajun area. So there was a lot of uh, Horace Trawhan, uh that's been blaring in my car recently. So a lot of Louisiana artists um in particular like if if you want <laughs> i think Alex since you're big into christmas you need to go listen to Big Frida's version of Jingle Bell Rock because it is it's so noisy but so funny it's so funny um, I'll add that to the list yeah so go listen to that those are my recommendations and the things that have been on my uh my rotation oh and, and there's been a lot of Voltech recently too I listened to their entire uh, Madison Square Garden live um, uh, <clears throat> uh, album which you can also see that on YouTube you can see the whole performance which particularly they have one song called my first Car and that that one just rips like the guitar is great the bass is one Joe Dart he's, he's basically bass Jesus now like he's just I, I love Joe Dart
2: very cool very cool.
1: Uh, next question
2: is, are there any song or artist recommendations you have for the audience that may not be as uh, well-known as they should be, you think?
1: Jingle Bell Rock by Big Frida. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, the person
3: I've been listening to, uh, their lo-fi, is his name. One second, one second. Utaka Hirosaka. So... Shout pretty to good. Shout out to Yutaka. And then um, there's another guy named Cody Free. I've listened to some of his stuff recently. He has an album. It's I guess it's an EP. Uh, but it's 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 some like some rap and hip hop. Uh, but it's pretty good.
2: All right. Uh final question is there anyone outside of the realm of music you would like to give a shout out to? No. No. Okay. okay. Sorry, uh, <laughs> You're probably the first person to ever be like, no, nah, I'm good.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's several people that I could shout out to. Um, I guess, what's your face with the the amazing resume? Good job for you. Hope you win uh, another Tony Grammy. Dee Dee Bridgewater. Sure. And I'm sorry for completely, well, I didn't tear into you as bad as I did Luke Bryant, but I'm sorry for not caring about being ready or what. Did, yeah. Yes, I'm ready. Uh- I'm just sorry. Whatever. I still don't care. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're too sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for being indifferent. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. That makes, sense. That makes sense. Nothing against your personality. It's just the the, the recording was just gotcha. your producers.
3: I would like to give a shout out to uh, Ferg, Colton, and Nathan. Um, because they were almost on this show, but they let the opportunity pass them by, and I think they will regret it. So it's kind of a shout out, it's also kind of a you blew it, but it's okay.
2: Hey, Nathan, I think ever come to any episode. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> Nathan was at the Houston Rodeo. He has priorities. He's, he's probably having a better time than we are. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I thought this podcast was pretty cool. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Any final comments before we wrap this episode up?
1: Nope. Go. All right, then. Frisket. Uh,
2: I love brisket. That sounds, that sounds good right now. Sure, that's a comment. You've been around Texas too long, Trey.
1: If you're just randomly thinking about brisket, No, I did actually. For the, this is going to be the most Texas thing I ever say in my life. But whenever I was done with, uh, I was finished a job interview yesterday. I said, "I need Whataburger," and I was screaming it in my room. And that was like the most Texas thing I think I've ever said in my life. Aggressively Texas. I'm about it, man. Yeah. I'm about it. I need Whataburger.
2: Well, thank you, Nick and Trey for joining and thank you all at home for listening or in the car or wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, thank you, Andrew Ferguson, again, for making the theme song. It's a great theme song. Um, go check him out with the late night CP. Sorry, we're late. He has a solo song called constellations and he's in a group called the dwell. Now him and Sophie Celepeg, It's a new praise and worship group. I don't know uh, when they're releasing their first album, but I think they're done recording it, I believe. So hopefully soon. So check them out whenever they release that. Um, If you have any song requests, please send them my way to man. It's a hot one at outlook.com or just text me either one. I don't care. Um, And make sure you put your hot ones and forget abouts in the comments as well, or any other comments you have about these two um, great gentlemen here and their musical opinions. I hope to see you all here next Friday as we continue our journey to the wonderful world of music. As to answer the question, is it better than smooth by Santana? Trey and Nick. Thank you once again. And I like to end this episode like I like to end every episode by reading my new favorite comment from the Smooth by Santana music video on YouTube. This one comes from, I apologize for pronouncing this wrong. It's Exenort Darkfire, who sounds like a a Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Isn't that Elon's kid?
2: (laughs) Yes. Very similar, I would say. And this comment says, best collab since Hollow Notes but Holland is spelled like I'm hauling a bunch of stuff on my back. So <laughs> it's pretty much saying the best collapse it's I was hauling oats, my bag full of oats. That's so I just thought it was funny. Cause I imagined a man carrying oats on his back and being like, yeah, this is pretty cool, but not as cool as smooth by Santana. Misheard so. band names. Holland <laughs> oats. That's actually, I wonder if you could legally get away having a group called Pollen Oats. H A U L I N Oats. I might know, be able to pull right. that off. All right. Well thank you guys once again and thank you all for listening. Oh, and don't forget, give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. I'm Alex. This was Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana. And I'll see you all next time.